This is typical behavior. This is what we do. We say, I've got to be in the right position or that important call that I've got to make. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I will do it. I'm on it. I know I'm on it, but I've just got to do this and I'll do it tomorrow. And I don't have time today. And, you know, I didn't get it done because of, because of. And the fact is, because you made the wrong choices, because you prioritized other things instead. Welcome to the Get Real About Business podcast, where we uncover the real deal about automation, getting leads, retargeting, and sales funnels. You know, the stuff that'll actually make you money and doesn't empty your wallet. Get valuable, actionable information from me and other experts in the online marketing space, which will boost your business beyond its current boundaries. Prepare for some hot tips today. I'll be your host, Clive Maloney. Hey, welcome to the show. Really excited you're here today for episode 18 of the Get Real About Business podcast. Why am I excited today? Simply because we are covering the all-time biggest problem that all of my clients tell me about, all the entrepreneurs, they all complain about this. And the problem is the fact that there is just never enough time to do everything you want to do. And what tends to happen is that often our time gets hijacked and we want to be really productive. We want to get loads of stuff done. But the fact is we don't. And often we beat ourselves up about it and we have a hard time and we give ourselves a hard time. And it's a serious thing that holds us back from being the success that we want to be. And, you know, I get it because I have that same problem myself and I have to go through and use some of the strategies that I'm going to be sharing with you today. It's kind of an interesting episode for me because on one level, I'm going to give you some strategies that are going to be really, really useful to you. And the other is that I have to acknowledge that this is a working problem. And I'm going to share some stuff with you today that has really worked for me, but I can't say I've cracked it. I don't believe there's anybody on this planet who really cracked this whole thing around how you be super productive and how you manage your time to the utmost effect. But nevertheless, what we do know is that there's a lot of reasons why you're not as productive with your time as you could be. And if we understand what those reasons are, then we can make better decisions. And of course, if we make better decisions, we get better results. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about how you can use your time to get better results in your business and in your life. And first up, what I want to say is that I don't want this to be one of those generic podcasts or blogs that you hear or whatever. You read something and it's that usual old bland stuff about keeping checklists And yeah, checklists are great. There's a lot of very standard stuff that you see all the time that is useful, is right. And I'm not knocking any of that, but I want to give you some stuff that is really powerful. I know has helped for me. And I want to give you a few things that perhaps you might not have heard about, or possibly you've heard about them, but you've never really implemented them. And I want to give you some stuff that you can take away that's going to be a bit different today. What's interesting for me as well is that I'm kind of doing this a little bit different. And to give you a little bit behind the scenes here about how I do these podcasts is that I always sit down, well, up to now, I've all sat down and I've had this kind of agenda that I go through and I I don't go as far as scripting it out. But what I do is put a series of bullet points and think very carefully about what I want to share with you. And today, simply because it's a topic that I talk about all the time with my clients, I talk about it in masterminds, I talk about it in groups, I talk about it just about everywhere. I kind of feel I don't need to do that, but on the other sense, 
I have to admit to being a little bit worried that I'm going to do this and, you know, it's not going to be right for you. So there's me here taking a risk and hoping you're going to stay with me and uh, and and find this just as useful, if not better than usual. You know, hey, I've certainly got a lot to share with you and I think we can do this today. But whatever happens, I want your feedback. I'd love to know how you find this show, uh, how you find this episode today and what you found useful about it. So here I am sitting with no notes It's a Tuesday evening. I've just got back from seeing a client and I'm just going to riff on this whole topic around time management and some of the things that you can do to be more productive in your business. This doesn't mean to say that I haven't thought about some of the things that we're going to cover with you today. I've got a few things in my head and we'll probably riff on a few different topics. But one of the things that I definitely, definitely will cover is the topic around how you manage your files and your folders and your workflow. I'm going to cover that today it is an entirely new way for you to think about how you manage your files and it's not the only thing we're going to cover today but it is an important thing because it will save you a lot of time hunting for stuff and retrieving stuff it's just one of those things i'm going to share with you and what i've already done because it's on my virtual academy and because i've had a lot of great feedback about this is that i've got a video that shows you how to do it so uh, if you want to get hold of this video i'm going to share it today in lieu of my usual cheat sheet it's going to be a how-to video and you can get that. You just need to go to my show notes page at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 18. So I'm going to give you the lowdown on how that works today amongst some other really useful time management strategies. I'll give you the lowdown on how it works. But if you want the step-by-step guide and actually me showing you how to do this, then what you would need to do is to go to my show notes page at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 18 and that's where you can get it there. But right now, let's dig in and just have a think about like why is time management a productivity such a problem? I kind of feel that I need to say this up front and set your expectations because the fact is no matter what time management strategies that I give you and I offer you and the, the tools and the techniques and the apps and all these cool things that you can get to help you be more productive, At the end of the day, time management, the biggest issue about it is that it is a matter of the mind. It's a matter of the mind. It really is. The first thing you need to recognize is you are the reason why your life is busy. You are the reason why you're not productive and why you don't get done what you want to achieve. The biggest problem that we have is focus. We focus on the wrong things and we allow our limiting beliefs and our worries, and our concerns, and our fears for the future, and so many different things to hijack our time so that we just do not get done the things that we want to get done. So the biggest reason why you are not as productive as you'd like to be right now isn't because of your clients, or because of your family, or because of your circumstances. It's because how you're choosing to spend your time. And whenever I sit down with a client or a business owner, and we look at exactly how their time is used, pretty much around 60% of their time is a waste. 60%. That might surprise you, but honestly, when we sit down and we look at it, hand on the heart, they realize that they're wasting so much time. And it's not necessarily that they're not busy. Some of my clients are crazy busy. I bet if you're listening to this right now, you think your life is crazy busy. I think my life is crazy busy. Can I do more with it? 
Can I do more of the right stuff? The stuff that's going to help me grow my business, make more money, get better relationships, you know, do more of what I want in life and, and help me achieve my life goals? Hell yeah, I could. And so could you. But the fact is that we both make the wrong choices and we do that on a daily basis. Will Polston, in my last episode, he talks about that one of the major reasons why we don't do anything is fear. And it all boils down to fear of love or not having love, not having enough love or losing love. It's predominantly around love and our need to feel accepted by others. Because of that, because we are social animals, then what we do is we constantly seek approval and we look at ways to protect ourselves. We avoid pain. As much as we tell ourselves otherwise, we tend to be risk averse sometimes. We make all kinds of rationale and excuses about it. Like say that you've got to put together a marketing campaign for this new product that you want to launch. You know this is going to be wildly useful for you. But what you do is you say, do you know what, I'm going to get on that. But before I do that, I just need to check my emails. And I just need to do this. And I just need to do that. And like, you know, I had a conversation with my wife, Julie, earlier. And she was saying, yeah, she's going to do this program. There's so much demand for it that she's doing at the moment. It's, it's a course on Instagram. And she's got a group at the moment and people are saying, we want help with this. We've seen our Instagram engagement drop by half. Can you help us? And you know what? Julie is absolutely brilliant on Instagram and she's got a massive following and she's got people asking for it. And she was saying, you know what? I'm not sure if I'm ready yet. I've just got to get a few things straight first. And I, <laughs> I get that. And, and obviously I'll, I'll help her do that. And I'll, you know, hopefully <laughs> as a husband, I'll, I'll be there for her. But She's still got to challenge those fears and those worries and she's going to have to push herself past that. Otherwise, then she might miss the opportunity. She might miss the boat. Now, I know Julie's going to sort it. I really do. But this is typical behavior. This is what we do. We say, I've got to be in the right position or that important call that I've got to make. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I will do it. I'm on it. I know I'm on it, but I've just got to do this. And I'll do it tomorrow. And I don't have time today. And, you know, I didn't get it done because of, because of. And the fact is, because you made the wrong choices. Because you prioritized other things instead. And so this might sound a bit hard to you. But the truth is, that time management is mind over matter. It really is. So I want to give you some ideas that will help you get some inroads into that. So a couple of things that we're going to be talking about definitely today. And as I say, I might just riff on this subject anyway. I'm, I'm certainly going to. First up is I'm going to give you a really simple and powerful strategy to be more productive in the time that you've got. So if you're working on a project or you're doing your admin, then I'm going to give you a way to do that. And it's called the Pomodoro Technique. Now, you might have heard about this before. My question to you right now would be, have you tried it? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain how that works and give you some of my tips in how you can make that work for yourself and also explain why this is a powerful technique. Another thing we're going to do is look at your emails. How can we get you through your emails quicker? How can we get them done and, and stop reducing some of the overwhelm that is caused by these things that seem to distract you from what you really want to be doing, but it's a necessary evil for being in business. So I'll help you with that. I'll help you with the social media and bits like that as well. And also we're going to be talking about your file management so that you're more organized in your business. And what I'll do as well is I'll give you a couple of tips around how you can manage the paperwork that tends to build up on so many of our businesses. The letters that come through, the bills that need to be paid. What I want you to accept first of all is that 
The tips and strategies are not enough. You must start by accepting the fact that you are the cause of the problem and the lack of time is the effect. It's cause and effect here. You caused it and you must therefore make different decisions. And I'm really hard on some of my clients about this. I say, tell me why. Tell me why. Make me believe you when you tell me that you're as productive as you say that you are. And time and time again, they come back and say, do you know what? You're right. It's me. So that's where to start. And once you've admitted to that problem and you've taken responsibility for that and you realize that the only way that you can move forward is through better self-discipline and greater focus, that's when these time management techniques are going to work for you. So let's have a look at the first one. And the first one we're going to cover is called the Pomodoro Technique. I heard about this many years ago and somebody said to me, what you do is that you get an egg timer and you set it for 20 minutes and you work for 20 minutes and then you take a break. And you just work solidly for 20 minutes and you take a break and you go back to it five minutes later. And I heard about it at the time and I thought, yeah, I'll give that a go. And then I had to go and find an egg timer and I didn't have an egg timer and, and so I never really did give it a go. But since then, apps have come out that you can get on your mobile phone and your tablets or whatever. And it's made the process easier. And I've also learned exactly why it works and how to do it. And so this is what I'm going to do with you right now. One of the major reasons why we self-sabotage and we procrastinate and we avoid doing the things that we know we should is because we get overwhelmed. And what happens is that we are very output focused. We focus on that big project that we must do. So I might be focusing on the fact that I've got to put together a podcast with the show notes, with the cheat sheets, you know, with the graphics and everything like that. Or I've got to put together a course for some of my clients. And, and that means a hell of a lot of research. It might be, like be 10 days in development. Or sometimes if it's like an online course, it might be three months in development. And I think about that and I think, do you know what? I can do it. I've done it before. But cool, it seems like a lot of work. And the more I think about it, the more overwhelmed I get and I, I put it to the side and I don't get on. And I spend a lot of time thinking, thinking, thinking about it. And I'm sure you do the same as well because we're output focused. We're thinking about this big project or big thing that we've got to create. And so one of the major things that the Pomodoro technique will do for you is it will switch you from output focused, i.e. the end product, which can be so overwhelming, to input focused. In as much this is all about just putting some effort in right now. It is not about whether you finish this task or not. And that's the first thing to accept. The right amount of effort will create the results that you want. It's then just a matter of time. It's about persistence with that effort. Effort and energy. And so here's what you do. You can use an old-fashioned egg timer if you like. Or like I have, just jump on Google Play or the iStore and get yourself a Pomodoro app. The way it works is this, is that there will be a timer there, and it's usually 20 minutes, 20 minutes of work, and then at the end of that 20 minutes, you get a break, and that, that break's five-minute break. Each period of work is called a Pomodoro. So you do a 20-minute period of work, followed by a five-minute break, followed by another 20-minute period of work, followed by a five-minute break, and you do this four times. So you have four Pomodoros, with five minute breaks between. And then at the end of the fourth Pomodoro, you take a 15 minute break. So it's a longer break. And then at the end of that, 
you go back and you start your series of four Pomodoros again. A couple of things to stress here. It is not about whether you finish the task in that Pomodoro. It is simply about what is the task in front of me? I'm going to work on that for 20 minutes. And at the end of that, if the task is not finished, presume you haven't got something else to rush off to, you start your next Pomodoro and you continue with the task. And all we are focused on is not the output, it's the input. Right now, I'm just working. I don't care when it's finished. It'll get finished when it gets finished. We just focus on what's in front of us. And one of the good things about this is that it frees you up because sometimes what we do is we have to think that we've got to get everything organized. We've got to understand how everything fits together and what are all the individual steps of doing something. What we know is that usually you can always find somewhere to start with a task. So let's say it's put together a project that you've never done before. You've got no experience in, say, building a bridge. But there must be some way to get started. Could that be to get on the internet and do some research? Could it be to pick up the phone and call a friend? There must be some way to start. And when you start, when you do the first activity, what tends to happen is that the next step reveals itself. So you don't even have had to have a proper plan to get going. You can simply start. And as you get through that, the next stage will reveal itself. And I'm not saying you never plan. Of course you plan in your business. But the thing is, you don't have to spend forever getting things ready. You can just start. And so that's one of the first things is that you need to be input focused and you need to stop worrying about the end and how everything fits together. You just make a start. And the second thing is you take your breaks. Those five minute breaks are long enough for you to get your coffee or go to the loo or whatever you need to do. Pick up the phone, hit an email. Well, maybe not hit an email. I'll come back to that later. But you must take your five minute breaks because what you're doing is you're freeing your brain up in that time. What we want is for you to be as productive as possible. And if you just slog at a problem or a challenge or a piece of work, hour upon hour upon hour, you might be thinking that you're working hard, and you are, but you're not functioning cognitively in the peak performance that you would want to. And very quickly, your cognitive function drops as you stay on a task. And so by taking those five-minute breaks, you're kind of re-engaging or rebooting your mind so that you can come back and you are that much better. You think better, you behave better, your performance is better, you're more likely to be in peak state. And those five minute breaks, one of the things that people talk about an awful lot is being in the flow. And you know what the flow feels like because there's a time when you get into something and you, you know you found your rhythm, it's working, you're being productive, you're on with it. That's what I call the flow. Those five minute breaks will not necessarily stop the flow. Yeah, maybe the first 30 seconds you, you kind of get back into it, but you'll very quickly get back into that flow if you stay with it in the Pomodoro Technique. As I said, I don't like to use those old-fashioned kitchen clocks or, or timers, like the egg timers, whatever. I like to use an app on my phone, and I've got a, a Samsung Galaxy, so it's an Android phone. And the app that I use is called Clockwork Tomato. I'll do my best to find the link, and I'll put that on the show notes page. But it doesn't have to be that app. I know one of my clients, he's, he's got an iPhone, and he uses something else, and he swears by it. He thinks it's brilliant. So it kind of doesn't matter. Get yourself an app so that it will run these timers. And one of the other things that it does here, and one of the reasons why it's successful, is that that timer 
if you keep that on and keep that visible, you must have it visible, it will give you the external accountability. And to boost that, what I do is I've set my app to play the ticking sound of a clock. And it's great because it's a little bit of white noise. It won't distract me. In fact, it helps me concentrate. Also, I can hear this tick, 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 tick. So my subconscious mind is saying, work, 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 work. I'm conscious that this is work time. And so I'm highly, highly productive. If you've heard about the Pomodoro technique and you've never tried it before, then I encourage you to go and do it now. The apps are free. Just run it for, say, seven days and see what happens. So that will be my first tip, the Pomodoro technique. Next up, I want to talk about lists. And I know I said I wasn't going to go into all of that. But I just want to give you a tip around this. And I do think lists are useful. But one of the biggest problems that people have when they're writing lists is that they put too much on it. And they put the wrong stuff on it. I'm going to get on this a little bit more next week when I talk about project management in the next episode. But what I will say right now is that when you write your lists, and of course one of the reasons to write a list is that you can check things off at the end of the day. There is a certain amount of satisfaction that we get when we can tick an item off. And I bet you're the same as me. Sometimes you put stuff down on your list that you've already done so that you can tick it off straight away and you feel that you've already made a start. I bet you've done that. Either that or I'm extremely strange. And that's probably true anyway. But one thing that I do at the beginning of every day is what I call my daily five. And it's part of my early morning schedule. What I do is I write down five things that I absolutely will do in the day. And here's the thing. It doesn't have to be five things for you. You might even say three. For some people, five is too much. What you need to do is make sure that the things that you put down on your list add value to your customers. If they do not add value to your customers or your clients, then you should not be putting that down. You run a business. The only reason to do anything in your business is either to attract more people to your business or add value to the people in your business. And those are the things that you need to be putting down on your daily five or your daily three, whatever you do. But make that list ultra, ultra small and only write down the things that add value to your customers or build your customer base. If you make a list too big, then you'll just overwhelm yourself. And if you must keep a separate list, write everything else down somewhere else, but your daily five or daily three, if you choose, needs to be the one that you focus on on a daily basis. And you write it out every day, focusing only on the things that either grow your client base or add value to your existing client base. So that's lists. And I don't want to spend any more time there because I think you can just go online and research about lists. There's probably very few things that you don't already know. But what you have to remind yourself is that you might know this stuff. Are you doing it? And that's the crux of it, isn't it? You know what to do. Are you doing it? So you need to push yourself to do it. Okay. So let's talk about email now. A lot of people get really overwhelmed with their email. And a lot of us get over 100 emails every single day. I don't know how many you're getting. But if you manage your email correctly, it doesn't actually need to take you a lot of time. And one of the major reasons why you find email such an interruption to your day is that you allow it to be an interruption, is that most people do not plan time to handle their admin. They just try and fit it in. The fact is, answering your emails, answering the phones, calling people back, 
It is part of life in running a business. If you do not devote time to it, then you are just going to try and squeeze it in and it will always feel like you're trying to catch up because you're reacting. And what we must do is stop reacting and start taking control. So here's what I suggest that you do. When you start work, have time for admin. You schedule time and admin throughout your day. In fact, what I would suggest that you do is have perhaps an hour at the start of the day, half an hour at lunch, and an hour at the end of the day. In that time, you can answer all your emails, and I'll tell you how to do that in a moment, but you answer all your emails, you can get caught up on answering any social media responses you've had, and also you can check your answer phone and get back to anybody on the telephone. That one hour in the morning, half an hour at lunch, and an hour at the end of the day, if you do that consistently, you will find that you've got the time to get through easily 100 emails. Again, I know because I've done it. So the first thing is schedule that time and block it in throughout your day and stick to it. Now, when you do get to it, the first thing to do is to open your email, maybe you're on Outlook or something else, and you have a look through it. And what we do is we triage. You go through one email at a time. As you come to each email, you need to treat accordingly. The first thing is, is it for you? Does it really concern you or is it just a circular or whatever? If it's not really something you should be dealing with, just delete it. Get rid of it straight away. If it does need dealing with and if you can deal with it within two minutes, do it then. Do not put it off. Do not close that email. Deal with it. Get it done. Get it away. One of the major reasons why we don't get through our emails quickly is that what we do is we open an email. We read it. We think, yeah, I'll get back to that. And we close it and then we come back to it. And how much time do you spend opening and reading and closing the same email time and time again? It's not just one email, is it? It's every day we do that. And so what we need to do is cut that out. So if you can deal with an email within two minutes, do it, get it done, get it out, get it finished, never look at it again. If you can't deal with it in two minutes, then what you need to do is schedule it. And what I do is I will move it into some folders. And I'll tell you about that in a moment. But what you need to do is go through each of your emails straight away, delete anything that can be deleted, and deal with anything that can be dealt with within two minutes. When it comes down to folders, I've tried loads of stuff. I've had folders for all kinds of stuff. And what I found is that the more folders that you have, actually the more life becomes complicated. So you only need a few folders. I have three major folders. I have my action folder, my read folder, and my archive folder. As a rule, I would suggest that you delete whatever you can delete. But there are some times in which you think, do you know what, I might need this. I'm really uncomfortable about deleting something. If that's the case, then just archive it. Put it into an archive folder and then you've got it there for the future, but it gets it out of your inbox. If it's something that you think, okay, this is going to be useful or at least I need to read this. It's not something that needs action in and I can't do it in two minutes. Then what you can do is put it into a read folder. So I put it there and... Uh, I make some time, say on a Friday, make some time once a week to go through and get caught up on anything. Now, if you go back the following week and that thing is still there and you still haven't read it, delete it. If you didn't read it last week and you're not prepared to do it now, delete it. Get it out of your inbox. If it's that major, somebody will get hold of you. Somebody will tell you that they need you to do it. So far, we've almost done our triage process. We've deleted stuff that we can delete. We've put stuff in a read folder that we're going to come back to later to read, but it doesn't need action in. 
we now need to think about the things that we need to action but take longer than two minutes. So what do you do? You might be able to guess is you put it in an action folder. And so I use Outlook and I'll have a number of quick steps which are like rules that you can set up and you can just hit a button and you say, do this with it. If you don't know how to set up a quick step and you use Outlook, look it up. I do teach it on my virtual academy. I've got a series of videos that take you through this whole process and explain a lot more, but it's not something I can explain on a podcast. So I look it up. I'm sure you'll find the answer somewhere and set up some quick rules. And what I do is I, I use that to put them into my folders and to flag things and do things like that. But with the stuff that you need to action, stick it into an action folder. And what I do is I flag it in different ways. It's either action urgent, which means that it's something I have to deal with today, or at the very least, within 24 hours. So that would be action urgent. And that is something that I flag up. The other category that I've got that goes into my action folder are the things that are action when possible. That means it needs doing and it needs doing soon, but it hasn't got to be done today. And again, I would apply that same thinking around your reading to your action when possible items. If you come back to it the next week and you're still not done with it, then maybe you can just delete it. Either that or you have to hit it then. That's now become an action important task. It's got to be done today. And finally, there's going to be some tasks that you put in your action folder that are waiting on somebody else. You might be waiting for somebody to send something back to you, a file or a response or whatever. So I put that into my action folder that I'm going to follow up with sometime this week. But I know that I'm waiting for somebody else. And if I don't get that from them, I will follow it up so I can get it done and out of my inbox. So what we're doing is we clear our inbox by triaging. If it can be done in two minutes, we get it done and get it out of there. If it's something you need to read and you can't do it now, you stick it in a read folder, you'll do it sometime this week. And if it's an action and you can't do it in two minutes, then it goes in your action folder. And you do that and you should get through all your emails relatively quickly. That takes care of the triaging process when you go through your emails. And what you'll end up now is you'll have cut down the vast majority of emails because most emails can be dealt with within two minutes. There'll be a few things that might end up in your read folder. And then you've got your action folder. That action folder will have things flagged as urgent or when possible or waiting for someone else. So now you've done your triage and you go back to your action folder and you start there. Begin with the action urgent tasks. What you do there, if you've got time left in your admin session, then you can start cracking on those. Otherwise, what you do is you take each one of those tasks and you drag it onto your calendar or write it into your calendar somewhere and schedule the time to do it. So if you know a task is going to take you 10 minutes or an hour, find the time in your diary to do it and schedule it. What you schedule tends to get done. And you need to treat these tasks as meeting up with a client. They've got to be done. And if when you think about it, you think, do you know what, it's not that important. Maybe you should be deleting it anyway. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's not important. In which case, why the heck are you doing it? So if you're on Outlook, what you can do is you can drag those tasks from your to-do list and stick them straight into your calendar. You can literally click and drag it and put it into your calendar and, uh, and then set a time for it. And that's what I like to do. But of course, you might be using something else. Doesn't matter how you do it. You just put it in your diary, put it in your calendar to get it done. Because what you schedule tends to get done. So that's what you do with your urgent stuff. And you schedule all that for today, unless there's no way you can do it, in which case you need to schedule it sometime soon. 
and whenever is appropriate. Once you've done that, then do the same thing with your action when possible. Can you schedule the time? And then you've got the action waiting for somebody else. Hopefully they'll get back to you this week. And here's one of the things to do as well, is that when you send an email and saying, can you just ping this back to me? Can you come back to me with whatever? Set a deadline. Say, can you let me have this by Friday or whatever? And if they can't do it by or whatever you've said, then they'll come back and say, I can't do it by Wednesday. It's not a big deal. In which case, you know how the ground lies. But otherwise, what you end up doing is having some tasks that are outstanding because you're waiting for somebody to get back to you and they don't share your priorities. And then what I recommend you do is if you come back to it next week and it's still sitting there, and what you do is you ping out a quick email to them saying, where are we with this? It becomes a problem if you're not on top of it. If you use that strategy, triaging your emails, followed by dealing with those folders, then what you will find is that you will easily get through 100 emails a day. Seriously, you will. So far, we've talked about your mindset. We've talked about the Pomodoro technique. And now we've looked at emails and how you can manage that. And I'm serious. If you follow that strategy, you'll easily get through 100 emails a day. And the other thing that I want to touch on is the paperwork. And I've got just a really simple strategy for this. It's very simple. This will only take me a couple of minutes to explain. So here it is. It's called the three dot technique. My manager, Jim Hedges, maybe, I don't know, 20 years ago, he explained this to me and I love it. Before I explain it, here's the problem with the paperwork. It's exactly the same problem that you get with a lot of emails is that what we tend to do is that we pick up the letter or open the email we read it and we think, yeah, I'll deal with that. We close it, we put it down, and we come back to it later. And when we come back to it later, we've got to read the whole thing again to remind ourselves what it's about. And all we're doing is picking something up, reading it, putting it down. Picking it up, reading it, putting it down. So we've got to stop that. And what you can do is use the three-dot technique. The first time you open a letter or a bill or something like that that comes through the post, put a dot in the corner of the page. Just a dot. That one dot means that you're aware of it. And that's fine. You've got something here, you're aware of it. And if you want to, you can put it back in your in-tray and you can deal with it later if you want. Next time you pick it up, you put another dot on that same piece of paper. And that second dot says you're aware of it, but now you're not dealing with it. So this is becoming a problem and you really should be dealing with this at this stage. So that's your second dot. And hopefully you will have dealt with it by that stage. If you pick it up for the third time and forced to put your third dot on it, this is do it or die. This is crunch time. You must deal with it now. And if you're not going to deal with it now, you must put it in the bin. And this is where self-discipline comes into it. You've got to do this. You've got to see it through. If you pick it up for the third time, do it or ditch it. Just by following this simple three-dot strategy, what you will find is that you don't keep coming back to stuff. You will not waste all that time picking something up and reading it and then putting it down because all you're doing is procrastinating. Sometimes it's not the right time to deal with something and you can schedule that in your diary, just like you do with your emails. But if you are picking it up and putting it down and picking it up and putting it down, you're wasting time and you should be focusing on other things. So if you're not going to deal with it, by the third time you've picked that up and read it, then you must get rid of it. 
And one of the things it does as well, not only will it get through your paperwork, and you'll find that your in-tray is significantly lower than it was before, but it will teach you and you will learn the self-discipline to deal with things straight away and deal with things early. And this is how we switch from firefighting, which most entrepreneurs and small businesses are doing, to being proactive about your work. We've got to stop reacting. You need to be dealing with things before they become urgent. And you should only be dealing with things that are important, meaning they directly relate to your business or life goals. Watch out for the distractions. Watch out for other people putting their agenda on your time because your time is so wildly valuable. And sometimes you might give up a little bit of your time to gain some emotional capital with somebody, to do them a favor, to build reciprocity because you want to nurture that relationship. But when your time is poor, when you are time poor, you need to be saying no to a lot more stuff and you need to be dealing with things in a proactive way. So by following these strategies that I've given you today, three things, you will learn the self-discipline and the focus to get things right. And I want to leave you with one more thing. And that's the thing that I mentioned right up front. And I've got a video for you that explains the whole thing. I learned it listening to Amy Porterfield's podcast, very good podcast. And she said the same thing on that podcast that I'm going to say to you right now. It's that when I explain this to you, you're probably going to think, yeah, that sounds interesting. But you're not going to see what a big deal this is until you do it. But when you do it, you will never, ever go back. All of my clients who've put this into place love it. So there's a video explaining how you do this. It's on the show notes page, getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 18. And the way it works, I'll give you the brief overview here and you can go on to my show notes page and get that video, which will explain it and show you how to do it. The thing is, we have so many files, any business does, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of files. Some files you're active on and you're using all the time and other files maybe you don't touch for some while and then you need it later on. And because you've not been dealing with it for a while, it could end up in a lot of places. And when you put that file in a particular folder, it made sense at the time. But often the systems that we create on the spur of the moment do not stand the test of time. And so what you end up with is, say, your C drive full of hundreds of folders and folders in folders, in folders, in folders, and so many places to put it, and different drives, and on flash drives, and places as well. So here's what I recommend you do. You keep one folder for the current year, so 2017 right now. And in that folder, you put a series of folders, and you use it a little bit like you would do on the yellow pages. But you don't see the yellow pages these days. It was like a big, thick like phone book size book before, um, but now it's all online, isn't it? But nevertheless, the same principle applies, is that basically you use categories and subcategories, folders within folders within folders, to lead you through a series of steps to get to the folder that you want. Let me explain. I keep my folders on OneDrive, and uh, I have a 2017 folder. Let's say I want to find the workbook to a course I'm delivering on Facebook marketing. And it's a course I'm delivering next week, actually, in South End. I want to find a workbook that I'm going to give out to the delegates. And it could be in a lot of places, but because I've organized myself in this way, it's easy for me to find because I've just got to make a simple deduction on where that folder would be as I hit it. So first of all, I start my 2017 folder because it is a current work activity. 
I go into there, I find three folders. I've got programs, which is the first one, affiliate, which is the second folder, and back office, which is the third. I put very few things in my back office folder. So to get to this workbook, I realize it's a program that I'm delivering. So I'll, I'll go into that folder. And in there, I find a series of other folders. I've got a folder for my virtual academy, a folder for a boot camp I run, my mastermind, my coaching program I call Accelerate. And I've just got a few folders here. There are not hundreds of folders. And what I do again is I say, okay, which folder will this file be? Well, actually, it's a face-to-face -face course. So I go in my face-to-face -face training folder. And there, when I get in there, I see a series of major topics that I run courses in. So there's one on leadership. There's one on communication. There's one on sales and marketing. Facebook, at least the way I do it, is about sales and marketing. So I'll go into there. And then I'll see my courses there on sales and marketing. And one of those courses is Facebook marketing. So I'll click on that and then I'll go into that. And then I see that there's a trainer file and that there's a delegates file and there's a promo file. So again, it's a simple deduction. Where will the work be? Well, it's a delegate type of file. So I'll go in delegates. And there it is. I see a folder there for the workbooks. And in that folder is the current workbook as well as any old iterations of that workbook that I've decided to keep. So what we're doing is using a series of steps and subdirectories to get to the folder that you want. So no longer do you go in your C drive and see hundreds of folders and files. Instead, you just see maybe a handful of folders on each particular level of the sequence. And you might think this is going to take me a few clicks to get to where I want to go. And that is true. But those clicks are going to be very obvious clicks. You're going to know what to click on if you structure your folders properly. And you can watch my video to see how I've done it. And, uh, and then you can form your one just the same. But what you'll find is that in general, it's a lot quicker just doing one click after the other to get to the folder and a file that you need than it is to wade through those hundreds of folders and files that are all in one place. Getting and retrieving a file will never be difficult again. So if I've counted things right, I think you've got about four major strategies there that are very simple for you to implement. And if you do implement them, and if you can find the self-discipline and a focus, and certainly the Pomodoro will help you find that focus, if you have that self-discipline, you will get more done in your day and you'll be more productive. And don't forget as well that what you need to ask yourself is when you're writing lists and you're deciding what's important, you need to ask yourself what actions and what things you've got to do are the ones that are going to add value to your clients or help you acquire new clients. That's where the focus of your efforts lie. So I'm hoping right now that you've heard at least one thing that you think, do you know what? that is going to be incredibly useful, or I'm going to give that a go. Hopefully you found this interesting, but interesting isn't enough. I like my clients to get results. I want you to get results. So do yourself a favor. Resolve right now that you're going to take at least one of these strategies and you're going to try it. You're going to try it for at least seven days and see what happens. Go to it with an open mind. Give a proper go and let me know how it goes. Right now, though, we're flat out of time. I want to wrap things up and tell you about the next episode. We are back again next week, continuing on this theme around being productive. We're going to be talking about project management, not project management as in building bridges or anything really sophisticated. It could be anything like putting together a landing page to putting together an entire marketing sequence and a launch plan. I originally trained in PM Bok, 
which is a very popular project management framework. What we're going to be talking about is agile project management, something that works on big projects and little projects, but I actually think it is very, very well suited to small businesses, unlike a lot of the other bigger project management frameworks that you might have heard of. But right now, we are flat out of time. Don't forget to go to the show notes page at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 18 to pick up that video. In the meantime, here's to you and your highly successful business.